Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. Praise God. Get your Bibles out to Galatians chapter 5, and I'm going to talk tonight about uh, walking in the Spirit. And I want you to write a word down there on your notes called influence. Kind of coming off of Sunday, I hope that Sunday's message blessed you and helped you. I hope that uh, you're thankful that we're trying to be a church that has a standard and talk about things that a lot of churches uh, are afraid to talk about or I feel are in the heading in the wrong direction. And, and coming off of Sunday, talking about alcohol and drinking and what, what is it exactly that when a police officer pulls over somebody for a DUI, and that, don't answer too quick in here because I know we've got some people in this church who've had some, amen, don't you just let somebody else answer, okay, so you don't give it away. But how many know when that police officer comes and they check whether or not you are under the, somebody fill in that blank, under the influence of alcohol, right? And then they check the level of alcohol in your body, which shows how much influence that alcohol is influencing your body. And if it's over a certain amount, you're arrested and you go to jail, and that's getting harder and harder. But I think about that word influence, and I want to I bring that over tonight to this message about us walking under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Just like when somebody drinks or does drugs or, or allows anything, and those are the two main things, to, to influence their bodies, and they take those drugs or take that al- drink that alcohol, it, it influences them to think a certain way. It influences them to act a certain way. And I want us to think that that's exactly what God was saying at the end of that message where it said, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled, or in other words, influenced. By the Holy Spirit. How many want to live lives influenced by the Holy Spirit tonight? That's our goal. So we're going to look at some verses here, quite a few, and we're going to talk. I want you to think about that as we read these verses. And I want, to, I want you to think about your daily walks. I want you to think right now just for a moment of some people that influence your life, okay? I want you to think of some people who maybe influence your life negatively, Okay, not to, not to, don't stay on it too long, don't go there, don't get unforgiving and all that stuff, but maybe, maybe somebody pops in your mind that's not the greatest influence in your life. Maybe you've had to kind of get away from them a little bit. Maybe you've had to cut ties with them, or maybe it's somebody that's in your family and you can't cut ties with them, and they're around, and every time you're around them, there's an influence that comes from them. Or the flip side of that is think of somebody who is, is a, a godly influence to you, somebody who causes you to want to do greater things for the Lord. Those influences are always going to be around us. How many understand that tonight? And, and one of the things that I used to teach my daughters and I want to teach us tonight again, is that every time you're with somebody, every time you're in a room, every time you're in a schoolroom, a workplace, a supermarket, a gas station, a church, or wherever you are, somebody is influencing somebody else. Do y'all understand that? There, in every conversation, there's an influence. One or the other is influencing that person. So I used to challenge them when they were in high school, and I said, are you going to be the influencer or are you going to be the influenced? And some people in this place, I, might, I don't know all of you, but some of you might be people that when you were younger or even till to this day, you're easily influenced. 
You're, you're not a leader. Not, not, not to make you feel bad, but you, 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 if you get around somebody who's doing something wrong, you are easily influenced to just kind of follow that direction. And, and that's something that God wants to change in us tonight. That's something as believers that we, we might used to have been like that, but we can't keep being like that because there's an influence that works in people that is the spirit the Bible calls, there's many different ways to call it, of antichrist, the spirit of lust, the spirit of what I was talking about Sunday, carnality. I believe that that carnality is a spirit that is, that is rampant in the churches today. Where, and we're going to see this in a second where it's not something new, it's something that's always existed. And so we have to win that battle. Somebody say win that battle. How many want to win that battle? Okay, that battle again is between my flesh and my spirit. I am both and so are you. Whether we want to be it or not, we are flesh and we are spirit. There's no, there's no way we can get divorced from our flesh. We are flesh. We are going to be flesh until Jesus raptures us or we breathe our last breath. And then we cannot get away or divorce the fact that we are spirit. And so there's a constant war between my flesh and my spirit. And listen, it never stops. When, when I'm sleeping, my flesh and spirit are battling. When I'm working, my flesh and my spirit are battling. They, the flesh and the spirit, even though your physical, physical body is resting, that's why sometimes you have nightmares. That's why sometimes you don't sleep well. There's a constant battle going on in us between flesh and and spirit, and tonight, church, I want us to learn how to walk in the spirit, okay? So let's pick up in Galatians 5.16, and remember that coming off of Sunday, we talked about being filled with the Holy Spirit. That is God's intention. He wants us to be filled with the things of God. So he says, I say then, walk in the spirit. Tell that person next to you, just walk in the spirit, okay? We should just go home right there, walk in the spirit, that's the goal. Walk in the Spirit. And if we do that, we will win the battle. And it says we will not, and I want you to leave this up for a second, not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I, I was looking into that a little bit deeper. Has anybody ever craved something? I mean, it could be good or bad. It could be something that was a past thing that drugs or alcohol, it could just be a donut, coffee. Whatever, okay? But you know what it is to crave something. And it's like, especially those cravings that come especially hard when you can't have it. Right? When you're not supposed to have it. Like when we fast and do those fasts. I mean, all of a sudden you want things you've never even cared about. Craving things you've never had a craving for. But the word lust there goes hand in hand with the craving. So it says that the flesh, our flesh, craves to be fulfilled. Our flesh wants to dominate. Now we're going to take time tonight to figure out why God allowed us to be that way because there's a quick answer, free will. Okay? But this flesh is bad. And you can read it in Romans, there's there's nothing good about it. There's nothing good about our flesh. Nothing good about the way we think. Nothing. But so he says Walk in the Spirit so you won't fulfill the cravings or give in to the cravings or the lusts of the flesh. Let's keep reading. 
For the lust, sorry, the flesh lust against. There's another word that I, I like to use here that's, that's even stronger than lust, which is war. The flesh and the, and the spirit war against each other. And you see those kind of words, if you want to read it later, like in Ephesians 6, when it talks about uh, the, the weapons of our warfare in 1 Corinthians aren't carnal. And Ephesians 6 talks about putting on the full armor of God. And there's a war going on, and it says our battle is not with flesh and blood, but it's spiritual. So when you watch and look at somebody who's an overcomer in Jesus, and I know that's the goal of every single person here, or we wouldn't be here, overcomers win the battle of the flesh. Overcomers win that battle. So it says the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. I, I don't want to stay too long there, but this is the key. Okay? And so if there's constant influences, and I'm going to get to this in a second, how many know that I need help with spiritual influences? I don't need help with my carnal influence. Are we on the same page on that? I don't need someone to come along and be like, hey, Man, you, 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 you could do better at being fleshly. You could be much better sinner. We don't need help. We can sin all by ourselves. We don't need any help. But we need help on the spiritual side. We need spiritual influence. Okay? And it says they're contrary to one another. And look what it says. It's so strong that it says you do not do the things you wish. Romans 7, read it later, don't read it tonight, talks about this. And you've probably heard Paul say it. The things I don't want to do, I do. The things I do want to do, I don't. And there's this battle. And, and Romans talk, the whole book of Romans talks about it. And, and this is talking about it. And lusting against the flesh. And they're contrary to each other so that I don't do what I wish. And so we have to take this serious. We have to take the flesh serious because we know that we have an enemy. I'm not here tonight to give glory to the enemy, but he's real. And the Bible says he's like a roaring lion. How many know lions don't play? There's some lions that have been tamed, and I'm not going to lie. If I could have an animal, I'd have a lion. I would love to have a lion. I, I would. I, I think it would be so cool. But lions aren't to be played with. And they says they're seeking whom he can devour. They're, they're looking, a, a lion is looking for blood. If a lion smells blood, it's over. And so Satan himself, the adversary, is looking for flesh. He's looking for us to be a little bit in the flesh so he can attack. Okay? Now let's keep reading. But, how many are thankful for the good buts? But if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. In other words, you're going to be victorious if you're led by the Spirit. So this says we can be led by the Spirit. Now it goes on to begin to mention here different things that are, are works of the flesh so that we can recognize and notice some of these things are obvious, some of them are not, some of them are, are, are uh, easier attained, some of them are not, some of them are really, really seem really serious, some are like, wow, why is that there compared to the other one? But let's look what it says. The, the works of the flesh are evident. In other words, if I'm walking in the flesh, it's easy to see. There are adultery, okay? 
Adultery is a person having sex outside of a marriage covenant. That means they're already married and they're having sex outside of the marriage covenant. Don't forget, though, church, that Jesus always takes everything higher. So just, just you that said, well, I just watched pornography. Jesus said if you look at a woman with lust in your eyes, you've committed the act. So it's not just physical adultery. It's spiritual adultery. Okay? Fornication. That is any kind of sexual activity outside of of marriage. Outside of marriage. It means you're not married. That's what fornication is. Interestingly enough, and I'm, that's a different message for a different time, I say this a lot, Those the, fa- the first two works of the flesh that Satan men- men- mentions are sexual. And, and he mentions sexual sins a lot because sexual sins is an influence that is a great and powerful influence. And that's why we see what we're seeing in the world today. With all the sexual orientation and confusion and garbage, it's because sex sells. Sex is a spirit, and it's a, and God gave it in a, in a, as a good thing, but the devil has taken it and destroyed it and taken it to, to another level and done horrible things with it. And so he says, this is something we have to deal with. Uncleanness, that could go a lot of ways, okay? Lewdness, I know a lot of people don't know what lewdness is specifically. Lewdness goes along with these other ones of uncleanness and fornication and adultery. And lewdness is obscenity. Sexual obscenity. Public things. Horrible things. That's what lewdness is. Okay? And then, then we go to idolatry. Now, as we're reading some of these, now as we start to read some of these, we're thinking, man, I haven't been, I'm not an idolater. I don't deal with sorcery. Start to read some of these words. But here's what I want you to think about tonight. You may not specifically deal with those things, or you may not specifically be like, yeah, I'm dabbling with that. But the devil's putting it in front of you every day. Do you realize that? Every day, the devil, let's stay on idolatry. Every day, the devil wants you to worship something else but God. And we think of idolatry as, as the, the actual definition is an image. It's something that takes our praise. We, and, and, and in the Old Testament, it was always something physical, like when Moses went up to get the Ten Commandments and they, burnt the, they, they, they melted the gold and made a golden calf, and so it was something physical they could see. But idolatry is not just an image. Idolatry is your worship to anything else but God. In other words... We, if you have something that you love, and you might not even know it or admit it, but you love and worship something more than God, that's idolatry. Your job can be idolatry. Your business can be idolatry. Your marriage can be idolatry. Money can be idolatry. Y'all following me? Anything that takes the place of the object of affection of worship is idolatry. Fornication. Uncleanness. Sorry, I read that. Sorcery. Sorcery. We, we, may, we, we probably didn't just wake up this morning and go read tarot cards. Or, or go read uh, the astrology for today in, in the newspaper. But those spirits are everywhere. And they're trying to get a foothold in our life. And they're coming in ways. Uh, I almost want to change that. I was going to say they're coming in ways where you can't see them, but right now it's not. they're not even coming that way anymore. They're just coming. Like if you look at the movie theater right now, 
I said this not too long ago, there's like six satanic movies out right now. Like The Pope's Exorcist. I was watching an NBA game, and this announcer, you know how they have to announce the, the ads? Hey, go eat Taco Bell or McDonald's or go buy a car. And so he's like, coming out in theaters this Friday, The Pope's Exorcist. And you, just, you could tell in his voice, and then he goes, I can't believe. I, I said, I never thought I'd read that two days after Easter. In fact, the, the announcer was shocked that he read, you know, because he probably wouldn't even pay attention to what he was reading. And so it's in our face now, okay? And, and this stuff is stuff that's coming at us. In church, we got to understand the days we're living in. Every day we get closer to the return of Christ, this world gets more lost, Okay? Which means we've got to walk more in the spirit than ever. Okay? And then uh, hatred. We don't wake up and go, oh, I'm going to hate somebody today. But that spirit's looming. That anger's looming. Contentions. We don't wake up and go, hey, let me go fight with somebody today. Let me, let me see who I can argue with today. Th- these are things that come at us. These are influences. What is, what is, somebody just shout out to me, I just thought about that. What, what is it that people get paid so much money to do on YouTube? What are they called? What are they called? Interesting. Millions of views. Lots of money. People go, I'm going to be a YouTube influencer. And they get paid lots of money to influence kids and influence people. I'm trying to get you to understand that the influence is everywhere. Everywhere you go. And so everywhere you go, you're either influencing that person or that person's influencing you. Everywhere you go. And then you go next day and you go to school or you go to the work what, and there's an influence. Are they influencing you or are you influencing them? Somebody's influencing somebody. Okay? I want you to think about that every day. Jealousies. Jealousy. See, see these things, jealousies and hatred and contentions, those aren't the things we think of as, as something horrible like drugs and alcohol and murder, and, and all, but they're right there in the things that says are works of the flesh. Jealousies. So every day you might go to work and you might love your job, but you love somebody else's job more. And you're jealous that they have a better position than you. You have to deal with that every day. It's a lot to deal with. Amen? Then it says, outbursts of wrath. I know nobody woke up today and said, I'm, I'm going to have wrath today on somebody. I'm going to have an outburst of wrath. But that spirit is just, is just waiting to try to catch you somehow. And, and how many know that? The devil's been doing this for a long time, so he's patient. And, and, and these things don't just happen overnight. But if we're walking in the spirit every day, these influences won't have a foothold. Amen? And that's why we talk about alcohol. And that's why we talk about drugs. And that's why we talk about things that are always because we don't, our flesh doesn't need any help. Selfish ambitions. Nobody says, hey, I'm going to be selfish today, but we're selfish every day. What can I get out of this day? What, how come no one, bought my, no one bought my meal in front of me in the line? How come selfish ambitions? 
We don't, we don't know it's there, but it's there. All these spirits are lusting and waging war, war against our flesh and our spirits wanting to be like Christ and all these influences are constantly around us. And what I want to say again is we don't need any help. If we were just to wake up and just go out to the porch and just stare at a tree all day long and just meditate and not think about anything but God our flesh would still rise up. We don't need help. Y'all understanding that tonight? Am I, am I hitting it home enough? Okay, then it goes on to say dissensions. That's divisions. That's, that's uh, conflict. Heresies. People don't wake up and say, I'm going to start a heresy in the church today. I'm going to start a false doctrine. These are things that are that are fighting us and battling us. Let's keep reading. Envy. There's a lot of them, aren't there? Murders. I haven't murdered nobody. Well, it's the same as adultery. He says if you hate someone in your heart, you've committed that. It's a lot. What's next? Drunkenness. We talked about that Sunday. Revelries and the like. Of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, watch this, that those who practice, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Okay? Now, church, this is important to understand this because one of the biggest, I believe, heresies is the thought that once we get saved and we, get, we believe in Jesus Christ and we, and we get baptized and all that, we just have a ticket to heaven. We're just there. We made it. This is written to the Galatians. The Galatians are a church. And so he is realizing that these people who are Christians are having these kind of thoughts and dealing with these things. Because you've got to realize these letters to the church are coming after Jesus has already taught us how to have the Beatitudes how to love our neighbor like ourselves? How to? He, he gave us all these th- all these teachings, and and somehow the, they still aren't sinking in. And so Paul's having to come and write a letter to the church and saying, "These things cannot be. You're losing the battle between flesh and spirit." Now let's finish here. But the fruit of the spirit is love and joy. And peace, how many know you got to make a decision in the morning that you're going to have a day full of joy and that you're going to love and that you're going to have peace because peace, not, peace not, might not be influencing you. Chaos might be influencing you, but you can influence your chaos with peace. Long-suffering, kindness, goodness, just like you got to make the decision to not walk in those fleshly things, you have to make the decision to walk in these spiritual things. To be kind. To make somebody's day with a smile. To, to tell somebody, you look good, you're having a good day, nice dress, nice suit, nice, nice car, whatever, be kind. Those are things we have to do on purpose. To influence the thoughts of another person. Have you ever gone into a place and the person was a grouch that was at the gas station or was at the grocery store or whatever and you said something that just changed the way they were acting? 
We just loved on them a little bit and gave them some, some encouragement and they, and they just kind of lit up. Those are things we're supposed to do. And then it says goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. And remember, this is my favorite, self-control. This is a big one. I could preach the whole message tonight on self-control because the Bible says we need to have self-control. That means it doesn't matter what I feel, I can say no. Now, real quick, let's go over to 5 of Ephesians, chapter 5, just real quick. And I'm going to read through this fast because here's just a few more things if there wasn't enough in Ephesians or Galatians to read. Fornication. This is a different church now, okay? He's talking to the church in uh, Fort Worth. Not us tonight. He's talking to the Fort Worth or the Garland Church, okay? And it says, fornication and uncleanness or covetedness, let it not be named among you. This is what I want us to think about tonight. How many know that there are things that happen in churches that should not be named among believers? As is fitting for the saints. Now, here's here's some ones that were not in Galatians. Filthiness. Foolish talking. Right between foolish talking and coarse jesting, I want to put there in my parentheses, cussing. Speaking a way that is not godly. And not just the automatic four-letter words, but speaking in a way that when you're heard, doesn't come off as a Christian. How many know we got to work on that? Amen? So all these different things is, is a, lot, a lot of work here. But remember that these aren't works that we're doing to be saved because we're saved totally by grace. These are works we're doing to walk in the Spirit so we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. And it says, give thanks. For this you know, and it goes on to say, none of those things will inherit the kingdom of God. So just real quick tonight, I just want you to write down a few things And maybe we'll do a a small series. We'll see what the Lord leads on Wednesday nights, maybe for the next few weeks. But I'm always talking about these things. Just a few. Write down music. Write down movies. Write down social media. And write down people around you. Movies. Music. Social media. People around you. You can't choose who you work with, but you can choose who you hang out with. So these are areas that the devil uses to influence us. Okay? Music, movies, social media, people around us. Constant, now more than ever in the history of the world, we're bombarded. Even if you are trying your best to do right, you're going to have things show up. Like, I, wa- I look at a little bit of Twitter. I look at a little bit of Instagram. And I have them totally filtered out. You know you can put filters, by the way, if you didn't know that. If you're watching, looking at Twitter, and a tweet comes out that you don't like, not interested in this tweet, and it won't come up again. On Instagram, there's filters that you can say, like, I, I, I t- totally don't, I don't see violent videos. I don't see sexual videos. I, there's not much I see. It's pretty much sports and dogs. It's pretty much all that pops up. Or for some stinking reason, these churches where they're doing these Holy Ghost dances. I don't know what I watch to get them. I, it's like every single day I get reels. 
of these. Maybe I'm supposed to do that in church someday. I don't know. I even asked Pastor Marshall the other day. I'm like, do you get those reels? And he's like, no. And I'm like, why do I get them? Like every single time I go to Instagram, there's. I'm going to get David up here. David Tyrudi. Do a, do a dance. So you can filter those things so that you're controlling what you watch. Okay, amen? And I was just thinking, just for an example, I don't have time to go into uh, all these examples tonight. But I, I'm, you know, I'm just like I'm big on drinking, I'm big on music. I'm big on Christians shouldn't be listening to secular music. Argue with me if you want. I don't need help. Now, is there a gray area? Are there songs that are written that aren't demonic and aren't bad and the lyrics aren't? Yeah, of course. But the thing that I always try to make as a point is, is the person that's singing that song, who are they? I mean, they may, may be singing a very clean song and maybe very satanic. Or maybe living an adulterous lifestyle. Or just a bad influence, period. And I'm listening to their song. Why would I let that influence me? Okay, so I'm not going to go along, but I just for fun, I just said today at the computer, I'm like, I'm just going to Google the number one song right now. I'm just going to Google the num- what's the number one song in America right now. Now, I understand that there are a bunch of different types of ways to listen to music, but this is what popped up for me on Google, okay? And don't y'all dare say these lyrics with me. But the number one song right now on my Google when I popped up was Post Malone. I know who he is because of commercials, okay? And his song is called Chemical. I just wanted to grab, and I hope you don't know who he is, and I hope you don't know what the song is. But let me just, and I can't read very much because it's a lot of cussing. But I just did this for fun. Let me just pop up the number one song, the most popular song right now. And the first word of the song is Oxycontin. The first word. Real original. Oxycontin making it all okay. When I come back down, it doesn't feel the same way. Now I'm sitting around waiting for the world to end all day because I couldn't leave you if I tried. And then I start there, and it goes to a lot of cuss words and a lot of stuff I can't, can't sing. I just, I just wanted to just show you how music can influence. Like, have you ever stopped? The other day, too, this happened. I'm going to end with this today. I was getting coffee in Louisville at a coffee place. And this song came on, and I was like, what in the world are they saying? So I grabbed my phone. You know, you can hit the thing, and it grabs it, and it was wretched. Hope none of y'all know what that song is. I hope. I like, this, I like the fact that no one's going, yeah, wretched. <laughs> Have you ever done that? Amen? First of all, I didn't know what the word was, but the phone helped me. Wretched. I'm like, lyrics for wretched. Woo. You ever done that? You should do that sometime. And look at the influence of this music. Are y'all following me? And those are things that we're putting into our ears. As, as people who understand, there's a constant battle for my flesh and between my flesh and spirit, and I'm helping my flesh. And that to me is just common, you know, we walk the road of common sense on Sunday with alcohol. To me, it's like, we don't need help. I can't say that enough. Teenagers, you don't need help. Your flesh 
has all kinds of emotions and all kinds of things going on and all kinds of things that your flesh wants you to do. And don't forget that as much as God wants you to be in heaven with him forever, Satan wants you to go to hell with him forever. Just as much as God loves you, that same hatred for you comes from Satan. So why would I give him a place? Now as the musicians begin to come, James 4, read that later. I might preach on it. But there's a simple verse there that says, resist the devil and he'll flee. But church, a lot of times we're not walking in victory because not only are we resisting, not resisting the devil, we're opening the door to the devil. Hey, devil, come on in. Listen to this song with me. Watch this movie with me. Look at this YouTube influencer with me. And the thing I want you to think about to, to tonight, Wednesday night, when we leave, is I want you to think about this, especially teenagers. What I watch on Instagram or social media, whatever they are, a movie that I watch, a song that I listen to, anything I do, could I do it with Jesus sitting right next to me? That's how we should live our lives. That's how we should think. Could G, would Jesus be okay? And listen, don't, don't, there'll be some people that'll be like, oh yeah, he, he would have wrote that song. I mean, there's people who are crazy, okay? Right? Do y'all know anybody like that? They're twisted. They're twisted. Would you listen to that song? Would you watch that movie? Would you watch that show? Would you look at that YouTube influencer, whatever it is, if Jesus was sitting right next to you? That's the way we, because he is. He is sitting right next to us. He's with us all the time unless we go to a place or do something where he can't go. Like, I can't go there with you. How many know we can walk away? We can go to the, you know, walk. Jesus like, that's, that's not a place I go. So this is just something to think about. Go back to Galatians. Sorry, Romans. I want to end Romans. No, you know what? Galatians. Sorry, I apologize. I didn't finish where I was reading. So after self-control, it says, against there is such there is no law. And watch this. And those, verse 24 of Galatians, and those who are Christ, how many are, belong to Christ tonight? Have crucified, look at this, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. We have to put those desires on the cross. If we live in the Spirit, and let's just leave right there, stay at 25. If we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. Amen? For time, write down Romans 12, and I'm going to look at one more verse, Romans 6, verse 19. Look how clear this is. I speak in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. I don't know if you realize it, but I realize how weak my flesh is. I've never tried to hide that. I've never tried to be hypocritical and say I wouldn't do something. If I, if I didn't know the Lord, church, there's nothing I wouldn't do. How many can be honest tonight? Maybe some of you in here would be just as good, of, would be a great person. I know me. I wouldn't be a great person. I would be in trouble. I would be trouble. Have you ever met somebody that, that and I, this happens to me a lot with pastors that I hang out with. I'm like, if we, I mean, starting with Pastor Mario, if we weren't saved, 
How many got any friends like that? We would be, and some of y'all, some of y'all were. But, I mean, some of y'all in this church, though, were partying together before you got saved. Some of y'all knew each other in this city. You, you don't have to, like, wonder, right? Some of y'all knew each other. Someone was telling me last week, I knew Pastor Nestor. And then another one told me, I knew of Pastor Nestor. I knew about him. So, right? We don't need help. So he says, just as you've presented your members, that's your body, as slaves of uncleanness. Remember when you would do those crazy things? Remember when you'd stay up all night and go to work the next day somehow? Remember when you'd party all weekend and somehow go to work on Monday? Remember all those things? He says, he says, he says He's, I'll give that to you. That's who you were. You were a good sinner. He says, just as you presented your body and your members as a slave of uncleanness and lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, he says, now, now present your bodies as a slave to righteousness and holiness. We need that same tenacity and craziness that we had in the world and the things of the devil. And we don't, we don't have to change that tenacity. We just have to focus it on the right thing. And I'm going to be just as radical as, as for Christ as I was for the devil. Amen? I'm going to be more radical for Jesus than I was for the devil. There's things I would do, and he's saying, you know what, I'll give you that. that. That's who you were. Now, do it for me. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We want to walk in the Spirit, Lord. It is a desire. And, Lord, there's influences everywhere, all the time, all the place. Everywhere we go, there's influences right around the corner waiting for us, traps, temptations. God, without anything, with just, just being out in, the, in nature all by ourselves with nobody else, temptation comes. But, Lord, when social media and movies and music and people come around, Lord, we need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit so that we can walk in the Spirit. Lord, the only way we're going to lead these people to Jesus is if they see that there's something different about us. That they might know who we were before, but we can quote Ephesians and Galatians to them and tell them, that's who I was. But that's not who I am anymore. I'm a changed person. I'm born again. I'm blood bought. I'm washed in the blood of Jesus. I'm a new creation. All the old things have been passed away and behold, all things have been made new. Oh, how many are thankful tonight that they've all been made new. How many are thankful tonight that the good news is we can win the battle of the flesh? We can have self-control. We can defeat the enemy on every side. We can win the battle of influence. We can be influencers and not influenced. And if you are influenced, let it be a godly influence. Lord, all across this place, you know every heart, every mind, every spirit, every thought. Lord, take those thoughts captive tonight. 
And Lord, if there's people in this place tonight that have never met you and don't know you as their personal Lord and Savior, touch their hearts tonight. Call them to salvation. Call them to repentance. Lord, maybe someone watching online or listening on the podcast doesn't know you tonight. And Lord, they need salvation. They need hope. All across this place, from front to back and side to side, if you're here and you've never put Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life, You've never surrendered your will to him and said, Lord, I no longer live, but Christ lives within me. Today, I want to give my life to Jesus. If you've never given your life to Jesus all across this place, just say, here's my hand, Pastor. Pray with me tonight. I don't want to leave this place the way I came in. Just put it up. Put it right back down. I need Jesus all over this place. Maybe you're running tonight. Maybe you know the Lord, but you're... If you'll be honest with God tonight, you're not in the right place. You're not in good standing. You're, you're, you're walking in these things of the flesh. You're fulfilling the lusts of the flesh. And you might be on a slippery slope. You might be in danger tonight. And God is saying, listen, I, I'm speaking through you to this from this pastor tonight. Get your heart right. Get things together. Get things in order. Because the devil's after you tonight. As Jesus said to Peter, Satan wants to sift you like wheat. Don't play games tonight. Get serious with God because the devil's serious about your soul and Jesus is serious about your soul. And we win when we put our faith in Jesus. Tonight as these altars are going to be open in a minute, if you need to get things right with God, come with a repentive heart. Maybe it wasn't drugs or alcohol or idolatry, but maybe it was contentions or fits of anger or jealousies or envy. Whatever it is, Constantly, every day, we're saying, Lord, I submit my spirit to you. As we stand across this place tonight, we're going to open up these altars. In just a moment, you can begin to come if you want to, but we're going to pray a sinner's prayer for those that are watching online. Just begin to come, begin to find a place, begin to seek the Lord, begin to win that battle in the spirit tonight, begin to bind that flesh Whatever the Lord has revealed to you tonight that is an area of your life as you were reading those scriptures that says that's an, that's an influence in my life. I'm, I'm being heavily influenced in that situation. I'm allowing a person to influence me. I'm allowing music to influence me. I'm allowing a movie or a YouTube influencer or a social media person or a family member to influence me to do things I don't want to do. Tonight we can deal with that at this altar. Help us walk in your spirit. But Lord, tonight we want to pray for those watching online. And I want to ask everyone in this room to say this with me. Because we don't know who's watching tonight and who's given their lives to Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. And I believe who you are. You are the son of the living God. You came down from heaven. Lived on this earth a perfect sinless life so you could be the ultimate sacrifice for my sins. I believe you who knew no sin became sin for me so that I could become the righteousness of God. I believe that, I accept that, and I receive that as truth tonight. Jesus, I choose you. I believe on you. And I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. Wash me clean with your precious blood. And from this day forward, I'm going to live for you. 
I'm going to walk in the Spirit so I won't fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Write my name, Lord, in the Lamb's book of life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.